So YouTube titles kind of set the foundation for the video. Like it doesn't matter how good your your thumbnail is. If you have a, a crummy foundation, a crummy idea, then nobody's gonna click, nobody's gonna care. The thumbnail is the most important part because it's the thing that gets your attention and then points people to the title. So you don't tend to notice the title first, although some people on Twitter seem to think you do. Welcome to Creator Debates, where we have stupid arguments to help creators make smart decisions. My name is Justin Moore. I'm the founder of Creator Wizard. I'm your host and referee. Today, we're talking about YouTube titles versus thumbnails. You're probably thinking this is stupid because you don't have to just pick one on YouTube. You can do both. Okay, did you not just hear the tagline of the podcast? It has the word stupid in it, which is why we take things to unnecessary extremes and maybe learn a thing or two along the way. So my wife, April, and I have had YouTube channels since 2009. And to be honest, I've always kind of sucked at packaging videos. See, packaging is where you have a concept and you try to convey the most interesting or surprising thing about the video using the title and the thumbnail so that people will click. But that's always felt kind of weird to me. Like, if the content is good enough, won't people eventually find it and share it with their friends? That way, I won't even have to play that game. But then again, if I think about my own viewer behavior, I'm definitely drawn towards titles and thumbnails that have novelty. So is the answer just cranking up the saturation and tormenting ChatGPT until it churns out algorithm-approved, character-optimized YouTube title poetry, likely pulverizing our last shred of humanity and creativity? <sighs> Sorry. Honestly, before I get carried away, we should probably bring in two experts to settle this debate once and for all. Jake Thomas is the founder of Creator Hooks, a weekly newsletter to help you write better YouTube titles in just five minutes. I'm sincerely hoping that Jake's editor-in-chief, Oliver, will be accompanying him today because when you look up Oliver's photo on the Creator Hooks website, it's a photo of a dog. Oliver is a dog. Ed Lawrence, on the other hand, is the founder of Film Booth, where he helps YouTubers level up their YouTube content and strategy. He also has a program called Thumbnail University. So if he doesn't win this debate, awkward. By the end of this episode, you'll know which is more important to the success of your YouTube videos, your title or your thumbnail. When in the video creation process should you start thinking about the packaging? And honestly, the only thing I really care about, who is a better creator debater, Jake or Ed? So let's get into opening arguments. Jake, you're up first. Why do you believe that YouTube titles play the biggest role getting people to click? You have two minutes. All right, so YouTube titles kind of set the foundation for the video. Like, it doesn't matter how good your your thumbnail is. If you have a, a crummy foundation, a crummy idea, then nobody's going to click. Nobody's going to care. Um, so it just it kind of like you know, sets the direction of what your video is going to be about. And then you can worry about the thumbnail after that. But you got to start with a good title and a good foundation of what, uh, what your audience is interested, what has been proven to work on YouTube. Um, and what you are capable of making a good video of. So um, so it just it really just sets the foundation for kind of everything about your video. And if you don't have a good foundation, yeah, your video is going to suck. Nice and succinct. Ed, it's your turn. Why are thumbnails the obviously more important ingredient to YouTube success? Two minutes. Okay. Can I do it in three seconds? <laughs> oh, By all means. <laughs> okay. That's why, because if we didn't have thumbnails, this is what YouTube would look like, and it would never have succeeded. Like, what do you click on? So the thumbnail is the most important part because it's the thing that gets your attention and then points people to the title. 
So you don't tend to notice the title first, although some people on Twitter seem to think you do, but how could that be possible because you have a great big bit of real estate? So that is why thumbnails are so important because it's the only opportunity you have to visually capture someone's attention and intrigue them. Ed going with the bold move, trying to do a mic drop moment right at the beginning. I'm not sure if it's going to work, but I think it's perfect time to get into round one, which is all about ideation. Okay. Again, I'd like to remind you, name calling is permitted and encouraged. Ed, I want to start with you. When you're struck with creative genius and you think, I have the perfect idea for a video, do you bang out the thumbnail before you even film? Because I don't do that. After I'm done filming, if I don't forget, I make, I, you know, I pose making a stupid YouTube face so I can screenshot that for the thumbnail. So I shouldn't do that or two minutes. I would say if you want to slow down the growth of your YouTube channel by 80 or 90%, do your thumbnail on afterwards. It has to be done before because you need to come up with the most clickable packaging to get people to watch your video. YouTube is no longer a game of making videos. It's a game of making ideas people want to click on and then working out what to fit into that. If you don't do it that way, you just slash your chances of anyone clicking. And it's hands down the hardest bit of YouTube too, unfortunately. Making videos is way easier than coming up with clickable packaging. However, it's madness. It's absolute madness to not do your packaging first now because then you get, then you have to write an intro that maybe undoes anything that's slightly clickbaity and introduces people to your ideas. And if you don't do that, you basically just end up making a video no one wants to click on. Wow. Did you make those mistakes early on? How did you unwind that part of your mind uh, early on? Because I think that's not something that I think most creators do. For search, I used, didn't used to because it was just like make a thumbnail add all the text in. <laughs> search thumbnails can get away with murder. Um, no, I realized when every video I made where I didn't do it first did worse than the ones where I did. In fact, we spent mm. three days on our last thumbnail. Someone full time just thinking, how do we make this idea? Shouldn't have made the video in the end. My general rule of thumb now is thumb, not all intended, um, is if it's hard to come up with the packaging, just don't do that. Just think of something that's easier and you look at and go, that's a great idea, make that. Interesting. Uh, well, Jake, your turn, ideation phase. Should you even film a video if you can't think up a clever title for it? Two minutes. Um, I hate to say it on this podcast, but I 100% agree with Ed. Um, yeah, if you- Back, you in, know, back in your corners, get back oh, in your yeah. corners. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, like if you're, you know, like Mr. Beast video, like I, I was, you know, I spent 50 hours buried alive. Um, you know, if it was like, I spent 26 hours buried alive, it's not that cool, but you need to have that decided before. It's like, you know, what, what is going to make the audience click? Like what's going to, what's going to look good on the title? Um, and then, then you kind of decide that. And then you, every, that kind of, uh, drives every decision after that. It's like, all right, well, what's the thumbnail going to be? Uh, what's the intro going to be so I can deliver on what makes people click um and got Ed touch on it like that's how you get into clickbait is if you like you know you make a video and then you write some crazy outlandish title that does it like there's kind of like a you know mismatch between what the title promises and what the content delivers that's how you get clickbait um and that's how you kind of lose trust in your audience and that kind of downward spiraling of your channel so um so yeah i mean if you can if you know what your audience likes um you can kind of figure out a promise that will make them click and then your, your video can deliver on that promise 
Fascinating. Well, gentlemen, that is the end of round one. Moving on to round two, let's talk about viewer behavior. So Jake, hit me with some data. There's gotta be some studies that have shown certain ages or viewers or certain types of content that use titles as their primary reason to click on a video. Is that is that right or am I making stuff up? Two minutes. Um, potentially. I think it's more of a like a niche and a traffic source. So I think if you are making videos to rank in search, then I believe that titles are way more important than thumbnails. Um, you know, because people are probably, at least when I'm searching, I'm, you know, I'm typing in, you know, how do I make a better thumbnail? And then I'm going to, you know, take a, take a glance at the thumbnail, but you know, maybe it says like, you know, how to make thumbnails for beginners. It's like, oh crap, this is me. This is exactly what I'm searching for. Um, and that's going to make me want to click more. So, um, so in search, Definitely, um, titles are more important. Um, as far as like you know, studies on what makes people work uh, or what makes people click, things like loss aversion. Um, you know, like we would rather not lose twenty dollars than gain twenty dollars. You know, we hate losing more than we like winning. Um, you know, uh, so that's part of the reason why negativity does so well on YouTube. Um, I know a lot of people want to kind of think that that doesn't happen, um, and you know, a lot of people. We'll say like, oh, you're a fear monger or, um, you know, it, you know, this is all clickbait, but, um, but it works, <laughs> it works really well. Um, and then also just, uh, it's not a study, but really just like, uh, I, maybe we're getting into this next, but just knowing, knowing your audience in and out, um, knowing exactly what they want, um, so that you can make a better title for, uh, to, you know, to deliver their, you know, deepest, darkest secrets or, you know, their deepest needs. Um, and that'll, That'll help you write make a, uh, write a better title and get more people to watch your video. Got it. Well, Ed, viewer behavior is the solution to just add Mr. Beast to your thumbnail if your audience is about 13 years old? Uh, no. But seriously, uh, do you recommend different visual strategies for creators in like maybe certain verticals? Two minutes. Yeah, 100%. Like I deal with educators usually, so we're playing a very different game. And Mr. Beast can go and do something like I, I buried myself alive 50 hours. Educators generally talk about way more boring things. So it's our job to make boring things more interesting to get them a click. So depending on the niche, there's certain things that will get you more clicks. So for example, if you are a channel that talks about what I call in the graph, go up, graph, go down niches, which is basically making money, growing followings, health and fitness. If you show a thing going up, that's visually something that instantly has context and it's 60,000 times quicker to recognize an image than text. So if you can use symbols and images that straight away have some sort of meaning that show some sort of result, those guys can do that all of the time and it generally works. In fact, there was one point where it was almost dumb just me not putting a graph in my thumbnail. It still is. It's still weird. I should just do that every time. VidIQ did it for ages and it was their fastest growing. They're blowing up and they stopped too. I think they just... They were ashamed of using the same tactic over and over again. And I was too. I was like, I can't just keep doing this. But so yeah, different niches have different sort of power images and symbols that they can use. Uh, if you're in the fitness niche, do a comparison before and after, you'll, you'll get more views. So you do find there are patterns that work differently and have different powers for different people. And yeah, it's the sort of thing I do recommend depending on who they are. Awesome. Well, Jake, uh, I want to have you chime in on that thing you were mentioning about understanding your audience, but first, a word from one of our sponsors. 
This episode is brought to you by ConvertKit and their creator network. If you're struggling to find time to grow your email list, I've got some super exciting news to share that'll level up your newsletter. ConvertKit just launched the creator network so creators like us can partner with each other to grow our newsletter subscribers. Imagine recommending awesome creators to your new subscribers and in return, having them recommend you to their engaged audience. It's a game-changing win-win scenario. What makes the creator network so special? Well, it simplifies list growth for busy creators. In less than 10 minutes, you'll be able to join, find similar creator newsletters, and begin swapping recommendations. You'll be amazed by how your email subscribers grow on autopilot. I joined not too long ago, and I've gained almost a thousand additional subscribers without doing anything. <laughs> Pretty dope, right? So you can join the creator network today by clicking the link below or visiting creatornetwork.com. That's creatornetwork.com. So, uh, so Jake, uh, dive back in here. You were mentioning something earlier around really intimately understanding your audience. How does, how does that relate to writing better titles? So the best titles are emotional, right? They usually pick on or leverage fear, curiosity, and or desire. Um, so most, of, most good titles will have both of them. Some might even have all three. Um, and some titles can just give away with like negativity or curiosity. But, uh, but you don't know how to kind of press those three emotional buttons if you don't know what makes your audience emotional about those, um, you know, what are their biggest hopes and dreams? What are their fears? What are their, what are their desires? You know, what are, what do they currently believe is true? Um, and so a really powerful way to write better titles is to kind of challenge their assumptions. Um, so, you know, for instance, if I think that, um, uh, if I think that titles are better than, uh, thumbnails and then Ed goes and makes a video and in his thumbnail or his title, said, you know, the real reason why thumbnails are better than titles. Well, it's like, well, that's not, that's not true. It's not what I think is true. Um, but if, you know, if Ed knows his viewer so well, he can challenge my beliefs. That's going to build a ton of curiosity um, in my mind. And then I'm, you know, there's no way that I'm not clicking on that because, because uh, he knows what I think is true and he's going against that. So, um, and as far as like kind of research purposes, um, you know, Reddit, Facebook groups, comments on, uh, comments on your your competitors videos um, comments on your videos looking at what has done well for you um i i think that just being a part of your target market uh, helps a lot um just to, to kind of know uh you know what they're feeling what they're what um you know what they're consuming what they're thinking um but but if you can know your audience better than your competitors then you have a great shot at beating them ed uh, i'm curious like is there no room for creativity in terms of like the Steve Jobs, like I'm gonna bestow this beautiful innovation onto everyone. Like, do you really have to play the game or do you have to, you know what I'm talking about? Like, it feels like this is completely devoid of creativity here. Yeah, the YouTube's stale. Like it's probably the most stale thumbnail period I've seen in two years and everyone's copying each other. Um, I, I'm literally working with some big channels who everyone's copying and then they showed me who they're copying and they're copying the smaller ones. It's just this giant copy circle. <laughs> so you've got two options and this is what I do with every thumbnail. Sorry, three options. You make a wild card. You try and make a thumbnail that breaks all the rules and you make that image that everyone else will eventually copy. Uh, that's almost guaranteed to fail. Uh, the middle option is you go and you validate. So you take a, a bit of text from one channel on that's like oh that video did really well that's got loads of views i want that bit of text is intriguing let's take that and put it in my thumbnail and then maybe another strategy from another channel and combine them and then you look unique uh, but you've just stolen from two different bases or the third and final option is you just 
put grass in your thumbnail every time. <laughs> you just keep doing the safe pet. So the cool thing about this is you have three thumbnails, you fire out a video, the wild card starts to do rubbish, chop it, put the next put the next one on that makes you look unique. If that's not working out, put the safety one. So if you ever see a graph on my channel, didn't go well the first two times. <laughs> All right, you, you heard it here first. Well, that is the end of round two. Well, let's get into round three, which is all about the future. So Jake, are you concerned at all about our open AI overlords rendering YouTube title creativity totally mute? If every single creator can use something like ChatGPT, aren't all titles gonna start sounding the same? Two minutes. Um, I'm not worried personally. I think there's always room at the top. Um, I think that ChatGPT is kind of built off of is like kind of like an average of what you know everybody has put out into the internet. So it's going to spit out relatively average things. Um, there's also you know, like I mentioned earlier, intimately knowing your audience, you know, ChatGPT isn't going to, or is probably not going to know those those kind of deepest, darkest, um, you know, desires and secrets and commonly held beliefs of your audience. So I don't think that, um, you know, I don't, I don't really think it matters. Um, yes, it'll really help the the medium channels, you know, kind of the the broad base. Like, yeah, everyone's going to be the same, but then there are, there's always going to be that that channel that knows their audience a little bit better and is a little bit better at writing titles and they're going to be able to stand out from the rest of everybody else who's just cranking out the same old uh, recycled content. Got it. Well, Ed, um, actually, uh, you and Jake are probably both quaking in your booties because tools like Midjourney are going to eat your lunch, right? I mean, actually, two-parter here. Uh, Colin and Smear recently interviewed Mr. Beast and he said... Thumbnails are irrelevant on YouTube now because the videos autoplay so quickly that what he really focuses on now is the first five seconds. Because uh, before he said you had to convince people to click, but now you have to convince people to click and watch at the same time. So what are your thoughts? Two minutes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but they're not <laughs> irrelevant at all. You've, you've still got to pull people in. So AI, I hope it gets good enough to completely run me out of business. I can't stand making thumbnails. It's just a, a flipping nightmare. <laughs> Everyone hates it. It's the highest stakes that you put into a YouTube video. I just want to make videos. I don't want to come up with an image that represents it and tricks people into clicking on something. You know what I mean? And, oh, yeah, I can't stand them. But I love trying to help people do them. So if it wipes out my business, everyone wins. Apart from me, but I'll get over it. But, yeah, what's going to happen is they're going to get really good at image creation. And image creation is easy. There's, there's, there's a lot of people who can make fantastic images. There's about three people on the planet I know that are really, really good at thumbnail strategy. And they're just slammed all the time, like, with, with the clients. So it doesn't matter. Unless it can work out to come up with a thumbnail strategy, then no, it's never going to happen. If it does, thank God for that. <laughs> Super interesting. Well, Ed, Jake, it's time to make your final appeal on the other end of your camera on the other end of your microphone is a creator who is relying on you to make this tough decision convince them why focusing on great titles or thumbnails will be their ticket to youtube fame and fortune jake you have one minute i think ed just gave me a layup here you know youtube is auto playing videos they're making my job easier uh, making this making this debate easier um, but you know, if you if you don't know your audience, if you don't know what your audience wants to watch, what's going to make them click? YouTube, uh, ChatGPT isn't going to help you. A great thumbnail isn't going to help you. You need to write a good title and have a good foundation for your video to make a good, successful video. Very succinct. Ed, you're up. One minute. 
Okay, you don't need good thumbnails or titles to create a YouTube channel. You need to understand what your audience finds interesting. That's the number one priority. And the first video idea you ever had, I'm always guaranteed will not be something they find interesting, but there will be something incredibly interesting about it. So that's what you need to work out. How do I find the most interesting thing about this idea? And then come up with your thumbnail. There's no point in the thumbnail or title first because all of that bit before matters so much. And then you either come up with the title or the thumbnail first, whatever, both of them can kind of work. But make sure you put the time and effort in there because if you spend eight hours on a video and you actually want people to watch it, you probably should be spending four on your thumbnail and title now because it's getting that tough. It's been a while since I did that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, thank you so much, Jake and Ed. And now you, dear creator, watching and or listening, who won this creator debate? You can vote by clicking the link in the episode description or letting us know on social media by tagging creator debates, uh, tag Jake and tag Ed. And so, Jake, uh, hit us with your call to action. Where can people learn more and follow you on social media? Yeah, just uh, hit me up at creatorhooks.com. I have a weekly newsletter. I send out five viral video ideas. Um, I break down why, or five viral videos. I break down why they worked and how you can use the same strategies for your channel. Um, and then I'm at, uh, at on Twitter at J Thomas underscore underscore. Uh, you can also just search for Jake Thomas. You'll see a guy with a beard and a golden retriever, and that is me. Well, why I love following you, Jake. Uh, when we first met at CEX a few years back. It kind of felt like we embarked on this crazy journey together, growing our respective newsletters to help creators. And, um, you know, I've always really valued turning to you for advice and to ask if my YouTube titles are stupid. And you're just a, a really thoughtful, genuine dude. So so thank you for all you do for this community. Thank you. And Ed, hit us with your CTA. So I have a YouTube channel called Film Booth, and I don't upload it to it that often because making thumbnails is such a pain in the ass. But, but sometimes I do, and the videos are fun, and they'll teach you all about YouTube. And below that, in any link in the videos, you'll find a link to my email list, which I email every week with tons of deep dive stuff, and also Twitter as well. I'm very active on uh, because these things don't require me to make thumbnails. So Ed, Ed Film Booth on Twitter, and FilmBooth.com is the website. And I have another website, I have another YouTube channel called Creator Booth, which is more focus focused on the big side. But that's just so many calls to action, and the golden rule of marketing is just give one. So just go to Film Booth, my YouTube channel. Oh, well, why I love following you, Ed, um, you have fun with this, dude, man. It's so rare to see someone who is a, a genuine expert at their craft, but, you know, constantly thinking up new and creative ways to help other people improve. Um, and I truly think this is just the very beginning for the impact you're going to have. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having right. me. And now it's time for Creator Debates After Dark, where Jake and Ed are going to stick around for a little longer and share their stories and spicy takes on sponsorships and brand deals and the creator economy. These After Dark episodes are available exclusively to students from my Brand Deal Wizard program and community. So if you'd like to support what we do here and level up your sponsorship strategy, check out the link below. And finally, you. Dear creator, would you leave a quick review wherever you're watching or listening? It would mean so, so much to me and help the podcast reach more creators out there. All right, that's a wrap. Until next time. Bye.